It is better to build a child. It is better to build a child than to repair an adult. Amen. So, I wish all parents would know that. Amen. We wouldn't have all the uh, problems with the adults today. Once again, it is better to build a child than to repair adults. Okay. Praise you, Jesus. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that as we look to your word, we will get inspiration and revelation, Father God. With that, Father God, thank you, Lord, that we will grow into maturity, Father God, gain a better understanding of how we are to live and operate. In Jesus' name, amen. As we forge forward into the days ahead of us, men are asking, what am I to do? Where am I to go? And when will it happen? Time is a dimension that ha we have no control over. Everyone has been given 24 hours a day. What one does in these given hours depends uh, totally upon you as an individual. Amen? But God's word is very specific. If we listen, answers will be presented for each question we have. Glory to God. So turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. That's the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. Some of you must be fast. Proverbs, chapter 3. We'll look at verses 4 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I'll read it from the Amplified. So shall you find favor, good understanding, and high esteem in the sight or judgment of God and man. Lean on, trust in, and become confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. So here we have specific statements. Here we have, here we first have to acknowledge God and spiritual attributes. Amen. Amen. With those things, we have to accept and receive them in order to build our confidence in God. The path is straight. An attitude of trust must be developed. And we must abandon our former ways. Uh-oh. We need to take encouragement from God's word, basing our decisions 
on the advice that we receive from God. Spiritual health is dependent upon fellowship with God and a separation from evil. Glory to God. This is what these verses are telling us. We need to cling to and adhere. Abide. In other words, like we were, when we were sinners, we were chained to those rotten things. Now, as believers, we need to almost be chained to God so we don't drift away. We need to be stabilized in that area so we don't drift. Just like a ship, they have to put an anchor down so they don't drift. They don't put the anchor down that drifts. And we can't drift in this world because the world is constantly pulling. If you don't feel a pull on you, you're not in the world. Or you're already drifting with the world. You don't understand what's going on. Amen? You have something there? No, not yet. So... With that thought, let's go all the way to back into the Old Testament further to 1 Samuel chapter 2. That's 1 Samuel chapter 2. Verse 1, and Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. From the Amplified it reads, Hannah prayed and said, my heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. My horn, my strength is lifted up in the Lord. My mouth is no longer silent for it is wide open over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. Hallelujah. We need to do like Hannah did. Speak God's word. Have it abide in us. Strong. She received exactly what she prayed for later. She wanted children that came forth. What are you wanting? What's your desire? If you put God first, your desires will come. Thank you for all the hoorahs out there. (laughs) So let's turn back to the book of Proverbs because we're going to be all around Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18. Well, if it applies... Or amens, one or two. Whatever you feel best at. I haven't got any amen, so I may get her. There's actually, believe it or not, a tape I like better than his, and it's um, a bunch of Marines at Camp Pendleton, and they are singing. Um, these are the days of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah, and. 
if you have, I don't know if anybody's seen that one. It is, it is so powerful because right in the middle of it, many times they go hoorah, and uh, they get down with themselves. They're not allowed to mention Jesus, and so they sing like these are the days of Elijah, and you know, and, and it's really powerful tape. Okay, so hoorah! I'll give you a big hoorah. <laughs> I probably can't do it like this. <laughs> hoorah! There. Okay. Proverbs chapter 18. Let's look at verse 15. The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge. And the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. From the Amplified it reads, The mind of the prudent is ever getting knowledge, and the ear of the wise is ever seeking, inquiring for, and craving knowledge. Hallelujah. That means we need to be teachable, valuing knowledge, hmm. gaining insight. This is, not, this is a gift not to be ignored. Knowledge, being teachable. I find that really, we talked about the mind this morning. And Jesus said, watch what you hear. And he's telling them here, us here, the ear of the the ear of the wise is ever seeking knowledge, inquiring and craving knowledge. So we know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you're constantly hearing the word. You know, in your homes, you should constantly be speaking the word to one another, sharing the word. Hallelujah. Okay, with this perception of being teachable and, va and valuing knowledge, uh, it gains or adds fruits of righteousness to us. Glory to God. And then as one hungers and, uh, hungers and seeks the Lord, it even magnifies even more so this knowledge. Amen. Can I share a scripture really quick? She wants to share a scripture. I okay. want to go to the one right above that. 14. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up and, or bear? That is a powerful, powerful scripture. A strong spirit of the man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. Let's see. Verse 14. The spirit of man will sustain him, will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear a wounded spirit. We have to be so very careful not to allow ourselves to get a wounded spirit because usually that runs into a, a root of bitterness. And so we have got to watch Really what we hear, and I shared in the early class this morning, if someone wants to come to you and share with you what someone has said about you, don't allow them. Don't go there. Don't allow it. Just say, you know what? Stop right now. I don't want to hear it. Just, they, you know, it'll, it'll shock people, but watch what you hear because he, it says right here, the strong spirit of man sustains him. And then it says... The ear of the wise is ever seeking and inquiring for and craving knowledge. 
So praise God. Amen. So the fruit of your mouth and the increase of your lips speaking it will be heavenly and there is an inward content. You're speaking the word. It's, it shows you, it's, it says, out of your mouth, out of your belly shall flow rivers of waters. And if you have the word flowing, you'll be content. You should be content. I'm going to read verse 20 if I could. She's going to drop down to verse 20, okay. A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. And with the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied, whether good or evil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it. So that's um, our moral self shall be filled with the fruit of our mouth. In other words, the more we speak forth the word of God and what the word of God says about us, our morals change and adapt to the, to the Lord. There aren't a lot of people with morals nowadays. I think we all know that. And um, it, it's God, everything we need, the Lord tells us what we need and how to, how to, how to work it, how to get it. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. So in other words, if you're not satisfied, quit murmuring. Start speaking God's word. Speak the positive and it'll come, come around. But if you're speaking the negative, it's always around. You've got to overturn this thing. It's your life. Don't make it more miserable by speaking something terrible about yourself or what somebody else said, like she said. See, you're a, new man, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things become new. That means your language should be new. You should not be speaking the language of the world. You need to speak God's word. It brings blessings. Do Job's? Pardon me. Want to go to Job? She says you want to go to Job. <laughs> okay, we'll go to Job. Good old Job. Job chapter six. Can we learn anything from Job? We better. In Job chapter six. We find in the 24th verse, he says, Teach me, and I will hold my tongue, and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. From the uh, from, uh, Amplified, it says, Teach me, and I will hold my peace, and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Well, we need to respect God and his word. We need to have sincerity. We need to be devoted. We need to learn the purpose and divine plans that he has for our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11, I believe that is. He has plans for us. 
They're not plans that are bad. It says plans to have a reward. Rewards are good. So that means we need to learn to bite our lip, zip our lip. If you do that, it'll keep you from troubles. Well, certainly, I'm, you know, verse 29 is a really interesting verse. It's in the Amplified. It says, return from your suspicion. I pray you, let there be no injustice. Yes, return again to confidence in me. My vindication is in it. Wow. And that's a real heavy, heavy, a lot of people, um, the one thing that pastor hates more than anything is when people assume things. And um, with assuming comes suspicion. I pray you let there be no injustice. Yes, return again to confidence in me. My vindication is in it. Wow, that's powerful. Wow. Amen. So arresting a bad attitude, having a positive speech will help resolve conflicts of major issues that you would have erupted into anger and conflicting situations if you learn to control your mouth. And this, it's very interesting, this whole thing is, <clears throat> you know, in Joshua, God told him to meditate day and night on the word to make his way prosperous. Well, that's pretty much what this is all saying here. It's up to us whether we prosper and succeed or whether we fail if, on how we take the word, what we do with the word. Psalms 86, 11. Good sermon, honey. You said Psalms 86. In Psalms chapter 86, we find verse 11, it says, here we go again. Teach me thy ways, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Uh, from the Amplified, teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth. Direct and unite my heart solely, reverently, to fear and honor your name. Wow, glory to God, hallelujah. So we need to know God's ways. Walking wholeheartedly in truth. We can't pick and choose. Truth is always right. Being committed to God and abounding in love always will have make make you recept have it, have you a receptive heart, making having a receptive heart as you follow God's word. The name it says his name, right? Didn't it say? Um, unite my heart to fear thy name. Glory to God. Well, Jesus is the greatest name of God. I say, wow. Why? Because Jesus' name has all the attributes of God in it. Mm -hmm. 
Redeemer, Shepherd, Healer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, every nation shall bow down to the name of Jesus. So that's the greatest name of God. And you have it at your disposal. Keep the devil under your feet. You rule and reign. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And the testimony has to be, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Amen? Okay. You got something there? Okay, we'll go to Psalms 25 at this time. <clears throat> Psalms 25. Looking at verse 9. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek he will teach his ways. From the Amplified, it says, He leads the humble in what is right, and the humble he teaches his ways. Glory to God. Again, knowing God's ways, walking in wholeheartedness. Oh, pardon me. We did that. Um, the meek he will guide in judgment, and the meek he will teach his ways. This is a life of faith. Amen. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk in the spirit of things. We abide in Christ Jesus. We are to imitate Christ Jesus as Paul imitated, followed Christ Jesus. We need to have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to receive the word always. We become meek. When we become meek, pardon me, we do not abandon God's word, but we adjust and adhere to all the things of God for guidance. Oh, if you're looking for a title for this, is guidance. Okay. Looking at guidance this morning. Are you ready? Are you being guided this morning? I hope we are. Glory to God. Okay, now we'll turn to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, and you will find the 48th, if you'll find the 48th chapter, that's Isaiah 48. Here we run into some of those names that uh, we just talked about in the name of Jesus. That's Isaiah 48, we'll, we'll start with verse 17. Thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teach thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go, that thou uh, hast hearkened to my commandments, then had thy peace had been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Glory to God. Hallelujah. From the Amplified it reads, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, 
I am the Lord your God who teach you to profit, who leads you in the way that you should go. Oh, that you would hearken to my commandments. Then your peace and prosperity would have been like a flowing river. And your righteousness, the holiness and purity of the nation, like the abundance of the waves of the sea. Glory to God. Believe me, we can pull this verse 18 out for our own country. Let's turn back to righteousness. Pray for those that are in office, that are be taking offices, that would, they will stand and not be corrupted by the elements that are already in the, in the government, all right? That these people will have the fire and the zeal to do that what they were called to do and not be pulled off where they were said they would go, okay? We have a, desi a decision to commit to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to sum have submission to God's will. This is what it's talking about. We need to die to self and be spiritually alive to the things of God. Amen. To always have zeal expressed and the life of God flowing out from our inner being. Giving life to those about us. The heart of evangelism. Ready to open the doors and to set the captives free. There's no limitations to what you can do. Amen. The tie says it all. With God, all things are possible. So get out there and do it. What better way to profit than in souls for the kingdom of God? You say, well, you know, you're not going to be able to take your car, you're not going to be able to take your, your house, you're not going to take your finances to heaven with you. But you can take souls with you. That's the profit that we're looking to get. Right. Amen? Amen? Glory Thank to God. Are. Today's the harvest is white and ready. We, you and I, must do our part for the kingdom of God and keep the angels rejoicing. It says, when a sinner comes, the angels rejoice. Well, we need to get these angels with a happy face. When they think of you, they got a happy face. Okay. You have something there? Later. Later. Okay. Back to the book of Psalms. And we want to go to the 19th Psalm. Psalms chapter 19. This is guidance. Psalms 19, looking at verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. Boy, if we don't have, if we're not rejoicing, we're not following through here. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. 
The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Amen. Verse 10 goes on and says, More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than find much gold, sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Whoa, glory to God, hallelujah. We need to have a rejoicing heart. Living by the principles of God, the guidance through God's guidance here, we need to have, be salt and light to a lost and dying world. We need to give hope to the hopeless. People will know the effects of joy and divine relationship in receiving God's principles and precepts. When you lead someone to the Lord, they will rejoice. Do you remember when you first got introduced to the Lord? Did you have joy in your heart or say, oh, well, that was just Man. something? You were happy. Put on a happy face. Nothing has changed. God's still on the throne. You're his child, so you need to put on a happy face. Put on happy feet. You think that, that individual that came into the, to the synagogue that had his feet, legs healed, he just kind of tiptoed in? No, it said he came walking and leaping. And he had happy feet. God. Some of us are dragging our feet in when we go into come into church. Oh no, it's another Sunday. It's another Wednesday. And I know what they're gonna do. When that man came, I bet you that man every time he came into the sanctuary, he had happy feet because he knew something better is going to take place every time he came in. Amen. And so we come in and. Uh, it's just another Sunday again. You're not expecting anything. There's no joy. With joy, there's expectation. Okay. Thank God. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. <laughs> no, that's not it. it it's, it's fervent. It's zealous. People, when they get around, what do you have? What have you been drinking? Can I have some of it? You know, that's what they said when we were in St. Louis to Rodney's meeting, when we were out on the streets going going to get some lunch people would come up what do you got why are you so happy and one guy says i know what you get you've got jesus this got guy was a backslider he says i got to get back to church it was the holy ghost they said yeah the holy ghost people will recognize it if you're you're joyful okay we should live and learn. That's what we're guidance, yeah. living and learning. But once you learn something, you need to put it into practice. 
Don't be just a hearer of the word and not a doer of it. That's what churches are filled up. Their ears are on their seats. They haven't gone anywhere. Okay, what you got there, love? Mm. That's Mm. not for today. Not for today. Okay, glory to God. So let's rejoice in the guidance we get. Don't murmur and claim, oh, this is what God expects of me. Well, maybe it is. (laughs) Am I living what I am learning? Am I rejoicing in the things of God? Have I spoken differently than what I have been taught? These are questions that we have, each and every one of us have to ask ourselves. You ready? You are justified by your words. When you stand before the Lord. You want what I got? You can't say, I'm sorry, I didn't do it. Yep. (sighs) It's your decision. Amen. Okay. Oh, she's going to choose All right. Well, I wouldn't have said it, but you said one of the words in it, so I am going to say it. Okay, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, not verse 10. Nor discontently complain, as some of them did, and were put out of the way entirely by the destroyer death. Now these things beheld them by way of a figure as an example and warning to us, that they were written to admonish and fit us for right action by good instruction. Verse 11, we're in verse 11. We in those days, the ages, have reached the, their climax, their consumption, consuming it, consuming whatever. And say it, Terry, and all more than Consummation, we got it. That one, at least that one word's not here. Concluded, concluding, I'm just gonna pray it in tongues, period. Therefore, let anyone who thinks he stands, who feels sure that he is steadfa- has a steadfast mind and is standing fir- firm, take heed lest he fall into sin. For no temptation nor trial. There are some of you that are in temptation and trials right now, and you need to listen up. And when you come up to the communion table today, now is the time to deal with it once and for all. For no temptation, no trial regarding as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold of you, laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. But God is faithful to his word. But God is faithful to his word and his compassionate nature. And he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he always, 
also provides the way out, the means of escape, to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under, in, under it patiently. So today, some of you have been going through some tests and trials, as we're supposed to count it all joy, but today's your day to face it head on and deal with it. And the best time to do it is during communion. Amen. Hallelujah. So it says, Therefore, my dearly beloved, shun, keep clear away from, avoid by flight, if need be, any sort of idolatry of loving or venerating anything more than God. So, you know, all morning, Pastor, in the sermon or the word shared how to act, and all of us have temptations coming at us. Today's the day to, to just say that, you know what, get out of here. It's over. Amen? Okay. You want to deal with communion? Praise God. What a privilege. Amen. Paul gives us a pattern. He says, for that which I have received. This is the first uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse, uh, beginning with verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which I also deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do is off as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you shall show forth the Lord's death till he come. Hallelujah. Then also says, Let a man examine himself and let him eat that bread and drink of, and drink that cup. So we need to examine ourselves before we take uh, our commun communion emblems. emblems. Okay, if I could have my assistants come forward, please. His body was broken, bruised. With his stripes, we were healed. This bread confirms. Jesus' love for us. So, Father, we thank you for the blessing of Jesus' body to relate to our bodies, to bring healing and health in Jesus' name. The cup represents the blood. Without blood, there's no sacrifice or forgiveness of sins. It's also a new covenant established 
for us as we have received the Lord Jesus Christ. His blood cleanses from all sin, giving us the opportunity to be called children of God. The blood will last forever. So, Father, we receive this blessing. Through the blood, we are adopted into your kingdom. Thank you. Praise God. So when you pick up your Bibles, you have a manual that's a guide. You know, a lot of people hate to say this, when we buy a car, we get a manual. And we just leave it in the glove compartment and try to figure out what we're doing. And when, when we need it, we're trying to figure out why this thing work. We have to run to the manual. If we'll read God's word, we won't have to go running around when the enemy strikes at us. We know what to do. We know how to avoid it. We know how, what to speak. So let's, let's really make use of our manual. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. This is the day that you've made, Father God. We rejoice in it, Father. We thank you once again, Father that you've chosen us to be a royal priesthood unto you, a holy nation. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Give us a great day, Father God, remainder of it, Father God. Father God, may we have the joy that's necessary to be a child of God. And everyone said... Well, some of you are still wondering about that one. Amen. All right, there's a, we have another.